This is Life of an Architect, a podcast dedicated to all things architecture with a little bit of life thrown in for balance. Join us today as we do a little character development. This is the Life of an Architect podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Bob Borson. And I'm Landon Williams. And together, we're going to be talking about what it means to be and work with an architect, as well as some conversations that fall into the life category. I mean, where else can I share my thoughts on leprechauns? And I've heard all of them. They're amazing. All right. So episode number one of the newly formed Life of an Architect podcast. Maybe I should say it's episode like 0001. So it sounds like there's like thousands of episodes. If I just say it's one is that song, One is the Loneliest Number? Soon to fall. <laughs> Single number is not going to do it. So, At any rate, so I'm Bob Borson, creator of the website lifeofanarchitect.com, and it was my bright idea to start doing a podcast, uh, an idea that only took about eight and a half years to come up with. So how, how great of an idea could it have been, really? Yeah, not great. So I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about uh, doing a podcast over the last few years, but it wasn't until about two weeks ago that I decided to pull the trigger. Um, I'd say I'm not entirely sure why, but it has more to do with I probably would have a hard time articulating why, other than I think I was sitting in my house, it was a Sunday afternoon, and I knew that I needed to write a blog post because that's kind of what I try to do. Every every Monday, I'm, I try to have a new blog post, but I've really fallen off the pace lately on that because, to be honest, it just hasn't been fun for a while. And why has it not been fun, you ask? Or you, you're supposed to ask that kind of question. <laughs> and and why would you say that? <laughs> well, so my site started getting hacked by, by hackers, I guess. Maybe there's a better way to say that. About two years ago. And managing the website has become like a 15-hour-a-week job. So it hasn't been about this creative outlet, it's been about, oh, is this certificate up to date? And do I have a mirror site somewhere to fool the hackers? And let's reroute the the default WordPress login page to something more convoluted. And, and it's just, I didn't start it to do that kind of stuff. Right. So I don't want to do it anymore. But They're trying to steal the super secrets of life of an architect, the grand that's right. national treasures hidden in your website. They look, they look for my site. And Colonel Sanders' secret recipes. <laughs> Equally valuable. Equally valuable. So, so, so I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a while. And what really decided to do it, other than the website's been kind of a hassle to deal with, is so Landon and I have been working on a project that's about a four-hour drive south of here. And it's a part of the state that uh, I go down to quite a bit. And so it's not that stretch for us to do a project down there. Uh, the only bad thing about it is that it's perfectly located so that there's no easy way to get there other than just to get in your car and drive for four hours. Lovely ride with your boss. <laughs> Getting bonding time together. That's right. The first couple drives were a little awkward. I think I played a bunch of music and made you listen to it. And Eventually we... you get into that fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was good stuff. Never heard this music. This he hasn't either. heard. Landon hasn't heard anything, so unless it's Barbara Streisand song or something, 
I've played that on repeat about 3,000 times. People don't so. know. They're actually going to think it's a song sung by Barbara Streisand. So anyway, so the point was that Lane and I spent a lot of time in the car over the last couple of months. Probably, you know, when we do these trips, it's about nine hours in the car and we do them in day trips. So we get up, uh, we go to the office for a couple hours. The, the people we meet with, they don't meet with us. They work. They have jobs. So they don't meet with us until about 530 in the evening. So we drive from here down to the city and it's it's about four hours, four and a half hours to get there. And then we have you know a meeting that lasts an hour and a half or something. And then we drive back. It's you know, we do it in one day. So it's a lot of time in the car. And so Lane and I spent a lot of time bantering and I started thinking, hey, if I was gonna do a podcast, Landon might actually be a good fit for this. Not that you would know, because right now he's not talking much, but that's okay. I talk a lot for everybody. I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm blushing too much. Okay, so let me ask you this. So, Landon, when I when I actually called you up, I or texted you, I think, and said, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to do it with me? What made you say yes, other than the fact that I'm your boss? <laughs> that was that was one big factor. But, you know, pressure. But uh, I thought it would be an enjoyable experience. I think... Uh, definitely not the most talkative person so this could be something you know kind of a you talk weasel a, weasel a banter out of me i talk, do like little quips here and there you know yeah but not a prolonged sort of like conversation well you talk um, you talk enough in the office yeah okay i actually yeah. made a reference to right before we hit the record button i was i was telling landon you know so i i talk a lot you're gonna have to work to get something in right and so the the comparison i used i said you're gonna be my ed mcmahon and he, had, he goes, I have no idea who that is. And I was like, you know, Johnny Carson? Did you know who Johnny Carson was? He didn't. No, he, uh, he's probably, you know, a TV host oh, or some sort. He actually just shook his head there for a minute. And then I, I could see your brain turning going, wait, I need to say that out loud. <laughs> yes. So he doesn't know who Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon is, which actually brings us to the next kind of section I thought might be interesting to talk about. So I would assume if you're listening to this podcast, you know, if you're a, a day one listener, the first episode listener, you might have an idea who I am. Uh, but in case you don't, I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to talk about it. And then when I'm done, I'll let Landon kind of talk a little bit about who he is um, and why he might actually be a really, really good fit to participate in this podcast with me. So I'm I'm not a particularly young person, even though I'm pretty immature. <laughs> I mean, true, I, true statement. I, yeah. I take what I do pretty seriously, but I, I all other factors, I, I, uh, yeah, go by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the one that tells jokes and stories, not like the leprechaun story. Which one of these days I will tell the leprechaun story. It's, it's stay so, tuned. It's so good. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm I just turned fifty on my last birthday, which was not that long ago, and. Uh, I graduated from the University of Texas down in Austin in uh, 1992, which I think is, if I do the math in my head, this is like 25 years ago. Coincidence. That's how old I am. Oh, so yes, Landon is half my age. And so that, and that's, again, that's part of the reason why I thought he'd be a good fit on the show because, uh, you know, on my website, everything was first person narratives. It was me talking about my own personal experience or my own thoughts about whatever the subject may or may not be. So I thought in a format like this podcast, it would be interesting to not only have a, a co-host, someone that we could you know talk back and forth about things, but to have the perspective of someone who 
hasn't had 17 jobs and hasn't been out of school for two and a half decades. And, and, um, you know, he might look at things a little bit differently than I do. And I think that's kind of important. You know, this is, this is not a one size fits all kind of profession. And I don't think that I represent, uh, enough of the demographic to where I think I should go this alone. So, uh, Landon, why don't you, so tell, where did you go to school? I went to school at Virginia Tech, uh, from Blacksburg, Virginia. Um, originally grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You're, so, so you're a Cajun. Hailing from the Bayou State, you know. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, don't have that sweet Cajun accent, so can't serenade our listeners here. Um, I would so like yeah, to hear that, though. Five, oh, yeah. I mean, I need to work on it. I can do a... Uh, don't you just have to say a lot of ooh-wees and that there's... <laughs> And that, and that's half, it, that's actually half, you got it down, Pat. That's, yeah, that's I'm half Cajun now. You're, you're there. That's right. I'll sign you <laughs> in. Uh, so yeah, I graduated from Virginia Tech um, actually almost exactly two years ago. Um, and I think the 10th actually marks my two years here at MB Architects. Um, it's my first job out of school. I interned here between my fourth and fifth year. Fell in love with Dallas. I'd never really lived or visited Dallas, so that was kind of a big adventure that summer. Um, I do think that was something that was that kind of stood out that, yeah. okay, so you're from Louisiana, you went to school in Virginia, mm-hmm. and you decided to take a summer internship in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. If you, well, if you kind of like look geographically, Louisiana doesn't really have, well, I guess in terms of, in terms of architecture and a lot of other things, you know, Louisiana. Are, you're not uh, about to insult everybody in the state of Louisiana, are you? No, 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 no. Oh, I guess just uh, in terms of. You can see you're trying to think how to – you can't get out of this one. Okay, look, I'm going I'm, I'm to save you. All right. Look, I'm going to tell a quick story about Landon that I think is kind of funny. So when he actually interviewed here for his summer internship, we did a Skype interview, which I think was the first one. And yeah. we were running around going, like, well, how does it work? What do you do? Is he calling us? Oh, yeah, we had no, no idea what we were doing. And we we're, were trying to play it cool, yeah. right? And so, uh, so we had it, and it was fine, you know, whatever. Well, I have a friend of mine, a guy that went to my high school, and actually he was at uh, UT same time that I was. I'm not going to say his name, but if he's listening, he knows who I'm talking. He knows. He knows. And so uh, you actually interviewed with that firm as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a firm that primarily does K-12 work. And he told me later that they wanted to hire you. Yeah, I got to tour around the office and everything because I also Skype interviewed with them. Or, yeah, he told me about that. Yeah. He was they were like carrying the computer around the office to give cool. you the tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, since they do K twelve work, you know their workload is really kind of dependent on if bonds pass and if there's money to do certain types of school projects. So, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong. They said we'd love to hire you, but we need to make sure that these bonds pass so that we have the work in place to actually. For you to do. I didn't know any of this. You didn't know this? Yeah, I just, they, uh, I think, I, I, maybe I gave him like a compressed time schedule or I was sort of. You did. They didn't, they didn't tell me exactly the reason. They were, I guess they just said they're waiting for projects to come in. Yeah, it had to do with, uh, it had to do with bond results or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so, I'm not going to say that you chose us because they weren't ready to hire you and we were. I think, you know, I'm going to believe that you hired, you interviewed both and said, oh, that. That Borson guy's amazing. I'm going to go over there. Blue. me away. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, so I ran into my friend a while ago and and he he wanted to know. He goes, so how's Lana working? I go, oh, that guy's really good. And he told me that after the interview, everybody started referring you 
as Captain America. <laughs> they all wanted, they're like, we got to get Captain America in here. And, and I uh, clearly, cause they had a very high opinion of you. And of course we do as well, because I can tell you right now that after Landon spent the summer with us, I made sure, did you think this was weird? So I throughout the school year, occasionally I would send you like a text message or something. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to I keep like, oh, you, just keeping, keeping tabs just on me. Just kind of keeping dibs on what he was doing so that when you graduated, I could try to convince you to come back and work in the office here, which has worked out pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, I'll post the picture in the show notes. So in our office, which uh, is pretty open plan, we have these, these workstations. So Landon and I sit right next to each other. Which works out great because, for the most part, you've almost exclusively worked on my projects for the last two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've gone really well, and you know, I'm, I'm an amazing boss. So, I mean, win-win. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, it's clear what through. <laughs> yeah. I was sick here for a little Win-win. Okay, so anyway. So, as I understand it, you recently got licensed, too. Yes, on May the 4th, which I'll always remember due to Star Wars. That's right. But, uh, yeah, just recently... Grinded through all of my tests, um, and of course, you know, kept track of my hours, and finally got it. Those, yeah, so those you're not you're not... not just have passed the exams; you've gotten all your work experience in. So mm-hmm. you're official. You are a licensed architect, licensed architect at yes. 25 years old. That folks pretty, is called getting on it right cool. there. It, it is pretty, pretty good. Cool. Yeah, I need a new goal. I need a new like long term goal. This is this is a goal like it's what is it seven years in the making? I suppose if you start. Starting school and then, yeah, yeah, because you're probably around eighteen. Yep. Golly, I didn't get my license till I was almost thirty. But it wasn't because I couldn't. I just you know I had other things going on. I felt like you would have to relearn a lot. From <laughs> well, you, and well, you know, so so my alma mater was amazing, and mm-hmm. there are times I, I'm baffled as to how I actually got in there because I will tell you, and this is something that. I think this would make a great topic for a future podcast. I have so many ideas for future podcasts. It's one of the byproducts of having a blog for eight and a half Stay years. Tuned. So many ideas. But when I went down to school, I go, man, I was the weak link. You know, everybody was like super alpha, great. Everyone was like a staggeringly amazing. And I had this moment of like, oh my God, I don't belong here. <laughs> you know, like I... My work in the system isn't working. I, I got to do work here. And, um, but the downside to working in a, going to a school like UT is they, and this is just my opinion. And this, this was 25 years ago. So I imagine things have changed, but everybody was so smart. There's certain things that they just didn't more practical things that they just didn't focus on in our education. They're like, well, you'll figure that out. I don't need to tell you how vapor barriers work because you'll know how vapor barriers work. It's a byproduct of the internship program, you know? So they talk about things that you wouldn't spend time on, uh, in the, once you got a job. Yeah. Like I've never had a job where they said, Hey, let's sit down and talk color theory for a little while. Or let's talk about positive and negative space. We didn't do that in a real, it's not making money, Bob. No, it's not making money. So, so I think that we should spend, I don't know, a couple minutes, Talking about if we have objectives for the podcast. I mean, on a very superficial level, my objective is um, I viewed it as a creative outlet. And uh, the blog used to fill that outlet, fill that need for me for a long time. And then it kind of eroded over time to becoming a, 
like truly a labor of love. Like I, I felt like I needed to do it. I thought it was important. I enjoyed it. Uh, but it became more work and less of this expression, this outlet for, you know, creativity. And then that has continued to kind of fall down into this like, oh my God, I have 137 emails I got to respond to tonight because who else is going to answer these questions? You know, they're not asking, you know, well, they are, some of them do ask stupid questions, but, um, but they're not doing it out of anything other than ignorance. Like they don't, they don't know. And so they, they send, you know, that's the internet for you, right? You stick your head up, people can find you and they send you an email and go, should I put shutters on my house? Here's what it looks like. You know, I was thinking blue and, and, you know, and a lot of times I respond to those emails because I go, they're just asking for help. How can you not help somebody? It's literally, it's kind of neat. Actually, somebody actually thinks enough of you that they want your opinion. But after a while, it's just, it's work. It's a volume of, you know, questions gets too much for one person. Yeah. It's like trying to have. 500,000 friends or something, you know, crazy. God, can you imagine? You'd Keep be like a Kardashian. Oh, man. I could do that. I feel like I could pull it off. I might have to get some Botox or something, but come on. I now. have a lot of work to do. Hey, now. Hey, now. Maybe that's even. <laughs> okay, so objectives for the podcast. Do you have objectives? Like, what do you want to get out of this? Uh, I think it's, I mean, it's a great way to sort of, um, you know, discuss topics you wouldn't necessarily bring up in, you know, in the office or maybe explore more more explore topics i guess on the side um even like offer opinions or advice or maybe we'd have callers you know callers that's a level of technical expertise that i do not have yet um i think it's just i mean it's something new i always like doing new things um it's a creative outlet for you as well exactly and i i like exploring new outlets and do what do you feel about the uh like are you nervous do you feel nervous right now like my boots are shaking like someone's gonna listen to this and go yeah wow that guy you you get a pretty big field or net you're sort of casting over so yeah i hope i'm not you know ruining this beautiful podcast well i imagine that we're both gonna evolve slightly i've been talking a little bit longer than you have both publicly and in in life the world yeah. <laughs> i mean i i've been talking twice as long as you have oh yeah right? just in, you know terms of years yeah a lot. i mean i wasn't talking when i was you know zero i mean you maybe i was probably was baby talk let's be honest <laughs> sexy baby talk um yeah so creative outlet makes sense right that's something but i mm-hmm. you know part of it might have something to do with getting outside of your comfort zone Right. I mean, oh, when yeah. I, when I started the blog, I was convinced that everyone was going to go, wow, that guy, idiot, he should have never have done this. Now we have the proof on the internet that he shouldn't, he, he <laughs> should everyone get, to see crawl back in that box under the bridge. Right. <laughs> and this is, this is, uh, not too different from that. Right. I mean, I don't know any of the technology, mm-hmm. you know, once I made the decision, I, and I'll confess this. You listen to podcasts, right? You, you yeah. Some, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've never listened to a podcast that I wasn't in until about two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> How narcissistic does that sound? I have to be in the podcast for me to listen to it. Well, you know, and it's not like I don't listen to things in the car. You know, I listen to a lot of books on tape, um, but I just don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't, I don't really, I can't explain it. I just don't. And 
and my motivation for listening to the podcast that I'm in is to see, like, did I use a word incorrectly? Did I, <laughs> do I sound like an idiot? Uh, that's, yeah. that's my, my, that's my performance anxiety is that it's one thing to sound like an idiot. Um, but it's another thing to put it out there for everyone to have to validate that. Yes, sir, you are in fact not that clever, right? It's um, so it's it's you know it's stepping outside your comfort zone to mm-hmm. to engage with somebody on a topic that others might find of some kind of value or interest. So hopefully, you know, spurs a discussion or further discussions. Well, I, I would hope, mm-hmm. you know, and which is actually part of, a, you know, I started jotting down some possible uh, topics for future episodes. Now, uh, some of the other, so of the other podcasts that I've recently introduced myself to, you know, there's a, there's actually quite a few that are out there that are good. <laughs> are they all architecture related or are you talking about just general? Uh, well, you know, there's. There's a couple, you know, NPR has a couple that I've, I've listened to in the past. And the mm-hmm. problem is, is I can't work and listen to people talk. Yeah. I, I can't even listen to music with, like, people singing in it. I have to listen to, like, jazz or some sort of instrumental because Bar- otherwise my... Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand, yeah. <laughs> otherwise my mind is sort of, like, only listens, you know, to the words. And the, yeah. I, yeah, I can't do it. Screen or I can't do it. So, or whatever. Well, that's probably part of the reason why I don't listen to podcasts because if... And I never could understand how other people could, because when I put the music on my headphones, it's, you know, it's a tool to drive out other stimuli, right? It's to help get rid of noise and chatter or whatever. And I end up not even hearing the music at some point. It just becomes the filter that drowns everything else out. And I'll snap out of whatever kind of zone I'm in and realize that it's 30 songs later Mm. or something. Um but I have listened to a bunch of podcasts here recently, and it it was more about, I think what I was trying to get out of it is, like, how do you set them up? What are the things you, you know, there's the... Break it down, analyze it. That's right. How do you how do you bubble diagram a podcast, right? There's the, <laughs> hey, this is who we are. It's a design beginning. project is what it is. It's, you yeah. know, you, just, you want to design, because this in itself is sort of a design project or a piece that's, there's a final product to it. That's right. And of course, I would imagine that possibly to some extent in this first episode, but probably more so in future episodes, I'm going to break from what is the norm to do what I want to do or what I think makes sense. Because, I mean, that's kind of been the pattern of my whole career to this point is um, never having had the luxury of working in a giant firm where I had some seasoned person to go, how does this work? I've just kind of put myself in a position my entire career to go, well, how hard can it be? Hmm. Well, truth is answer. It's always pretty hard, but, uh, you're not totally reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Well, you know, you just kind of do what makes sense to you. And I actually, I think that's a skill and it should be one of our topics Hmm. at some point is I think the thing that makes architects special, what singles them out from so many other people is their ability to ask questions in a, in a nonlinear manner that creates a linear product. Oh my God. Does that sound like Architalk or Argus what? Speak. Wow. Okay. So let me, let me say that in a different way. So the process of saying, well, what is this? How does it work? When would you use it? What kind of narrative do you create to fabricate a, a user or a story that helps you ask questions and come up with your own answers? Right. 
I mean, sometimes it's not so much the things that you don't know. It's that you don't know what you don't know. So you have to come up with some sort of methodology that allows you to fabricate some type of process that you can document, right? It might, and that's what I mean by it's, you know, it's a radial solution, but it's linear process, right? Like you say, what happens then and what happens next? And then what do they do? And, but that's not how architecture is created, right? It's not a A plus B plus C equals D kind of process. Everything has varying degrees of, of, you know, you give 10 architects the exact same problem and you'll have 10 different solutions because yeah. we all kind of put our own mores and values on it and create our own narratives to help us prioritize what we think is important. And that's kind of what this podcast is to a certain extent. We're going to figure out, well, what do we think is important? Yeah. You it's know, kind of exploring similar idea, but not copying, pasting product. Yeah. So if there's other podcasters out there, don't worry. I'm not going to go read you. I'm not going to go root through you. your archives <laughs> and figure out what you talked about so I can go talk about it. I got my own list of stuff. It's long. It is long. Yeah. I did. You want to hear some of the ones that I jotted down already? So here's some possible future topics. You know, and, and if you're listening and you want to leave a comment, you can always go back to the the lifeofanarchitect.com because for every podcast that we record, there's going to be you know, they call them show notes, which is essentially if there's links to something we've talked about or if there's a, a product that we've talked about and we need to list what it is so that you don't try to take notes as you're listening, uh, you can go to the to the website and look at the show notes. And and the way that the the blog site is set up, you can leave a comment. You know, Landon needs to talk more, or Bob needs to talk less, or I like that idea, or maybe you could elaborate this on the future. This is something that I've always wondered myself. So some of the future topics that I jotted down here, if I can read my writing. So I had like, uh, you know, salary, architecture, salary. That seems, did you know that's one of the reasons that my blog site turned out kind of, that's kind of what was launched your salary it. post? Yeah. Well, it really had to do with, with. Or why, you, reason, don't make, why reason, you don't make the salary you want. Well, no, I, that that's not specific to architecture, even uh, though architects seem to <clears throat> think, hey, I went to school a long time and took a bunch of hard tests. I should make, you know, super I deserve big this. money. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily agree with, but again, different topic. But no, I ended up writing a post about like why you should, like what are the best reasons to be an architect? And what are the like worst reasons to be an architect? Mm. And one of the things that was on my list for, you know, had to do with, it was the result of a, a, an interview that I read from a guy that you would probably know as, well, you might, you don't seem to know anybody's name, but this guy, this guy wrote a blog, had a blog site for years and he, he was complaining about architects not making enough money and it drove me crazy. Now I, everybody would like to make more money. I think that's a universal truth. There's not a single person that if we ask, Hey, do you want to make more money? They'd say yes. But I think it has to do with skill set and do you have what people need and do you offer a service that people find of value? And so it's not, it's not this binary. I did X, Y, Z, so I'm worth this, right? There are people that are better at it. You know, part of it's finding what your skill set is and putting yourself in a position in a field, in a marketplace that values what that skill set is, right? And I think that's what architects have kind of marginalized themselves over the last 10 or 15 years by kind of carving a smaller and smaller footprint for what they do. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of why salaries aren't what people hope they would be. It's because we're 
we're kind of really doing super specific work in a smaller kind of sphere of influence. Right. And kind of pass a lot of stuff off. Anyway, so, so salaries, I just gave you a, a primer on what that That was a whole podcast. Let's I just know. cut and paste that. I know. That's done. Put that in the can. Uh, but architectural photography, I think that would be an interesting one. Uh, sketching. You know, I, I talk about sketching on my website a lot. And I post a lot of pictures on my Instagram account uh, about sketching. And the funny thing is, is uh, I think you might actually be better at sketching than I am. Me? Yeah. I like sketching. It's fun. I grew up sketching. Like, since about third grade, I've taken art classes. Um, I don't think they became architectural until, obviously, school. But um, I was always sketching, you know, still lives and I'm not, my notebooks right next to my desk here is just full of doodles and little like problems I'm trying to solve that I'm working on. Well, you know, I see you have a you have a pad sitting in front of you oh, right also now. Also has doodles. Yes. And it has doodles on it. You know what? Let, let me let me do this. I'm going to take a Let's see if I'll take a picture. Let's see. Put put that on the show notes. See technology at work here. They're still my ideas. My well, ideas. so the the point of all that was uh I don't think I'm particularly good at sketching, but I definitely have a style. And it's enough to where, you know, somebody took one of my sketches once and repurposed it. And somebody emailed me and they go, hey, that's your sketch. And they could just tell from the style, which I think is kind of crazy. But I think sketching would be a good topic to, to cover because there's a lot of misconceptions about what it takes, how important it is, the role it plays in today's architectural profession. Um, I have a lot of opinions on Very it. Very varying styles. And- yeah. Uh Kind of an offshoot, maybe it's in the same podcast, would be uh, computer software. You know, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. So at 50 years old, I kind of fell right into that zone. Like I got out of school without doing any computer work at all. Like, I mean, no computer work at all. And so I, you know, I drew with pencil. It's like I carved in a stone oh, tablet. Back in my day. Yeah, I know. We had to make our own chisels. You could only erase once by turning the stone over, right? <laughs> that was work. Um, but now software does tons of stuff for you. And and I think that that's a good and a bad thing. And and I, I, I think that's part of the reason why, Landon, you're going to be important in these conversations is because I don't want it to be old-timer syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that the old ways are best. But there are certain things that I think that have become a little lost in translation as technology's played a bigger and bigger role in what we do. And and the irony of the fact I'm surrounded by wires and technology as I make that comment is not lost on me. <laughs> right. So uh, college experience. I guess I, I would have a good hand in that since I still remember mine. I know. You probably still have trash from your college days somewhere in your house. Yes. That Amazing. is definitely true. Uh, working in a uh, in a firm like a big firm, small firm, what what size fits you? What kind of skill set does it matter? You know, what kind of exposure do you get? Do you travel to get a job? Should you go work for a giant brand name firm across you know on one of the coasts? You know, things like that. I think that would be kind of interesting. Uh, residential architecture, which uh, <clears throat> most people kind of associate me as a residential architect, but I didn't actually start doing res. I didn't ever design a house until, well, I should say I designed one house in college. It was in my last studio. And then I didn't design another house that got built until 
I might have been in my early 30s, mid 30s when that happened. Hmm. So I, I didn't, I mean, I worked in a, I did malls and movie theaters and yeah, I mean, I, I did a lot of retail for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you need something detailed with metal studs and drywall. I'm your guy. I am totally that guy. Call me up. Here's my number. I can do it. Um, I think products we love. Now, this is one of the things that I definitely think is different when you get older versus someone your age, right? They have to be so, architectural? Huh? Architectural products? I guess just, not. Okay. No. I guess they don't have to. Yeah. Might be more value in yeah. the life of an architect podcast yeah, to know, talk about. Off the rails sometimes. <laughs> but I don't think that younger people pay as much attention to products as, as more seasoned people do. You know what I mean? So... Mm. Sure. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with coughing yet in podcast episode number one. <laughs> I've been needing to cough for like 20 minutes. I'm dying here. Makes you seem natural. I know. Maybe that's what makes my it's voice good. sound so gravelly. That my need to cough. So, and then I also think that uh, <clears throat> like architects working in construction would be a big deal. Or architects working on their own house or, mm-hmm. you know, why every architect's house, it seems, is the worst you know, despite the fact that, you know, it's the cobbler shoe thing, right? What you know versus what you have don't necessarily align with one another. So uh, I think those would be some good topics. What do you think? Yeah, I think those are all, you know, things that I could weigh in on. You know, I need some opinions for these. We need some opinions. So I think... um well, I think as far as my goal for this first episode was really just kind of a, a get to know you, say hello episode, give you an idea of what's coming, let you know a little bit about who I am. Hopefully little, not scare everyone away. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprised if anything we said today, <laughs> except for maybe your Kardashian comment. That wasn't that bad. I could. Do you know? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the name of a single Kardashian. No, like, that's Kim. not true. Kim and Chloe. Are they all K's? Carrie. <laughs> I don't Carrot. I don't, that one? I don't know. We need to have a we need to have a rule. No Kardashians on this. Okay. Podcast. Agreed. Right. Done. I'll write it down. Yes, take notes. Um so this was think of this as like the first chapter in a book, right? This is character development. That's what this episode is. Right? We're not gonna get to the murder mystery till later. Who done it? Who gets murdered? Who knows? You might turn on, you might, you, the listener, the listener might chime in in episode two and Landon's not here. And that's the start of the murder mystery. What happened to Landon? Bring and start interviewing the other coworkers. You never know. I mean, it can't be me because I know all the passwords to log into stuff. So nobody, that's how I made myself valuable. Nobody can get into the site. We can't fire him. We've tried. He knows all the passwords. Do you have password issues i have password issues what do you mean by issues well so i have like five million sites that i have to log into as a result of the blog and the back all that kind of stuff and the passwords are getting ridiculous and my word we should actually have a podcast on passwords i have this probably is the worst place to tell don't tell me your password no i'm saying the password (laughs) but i have you know uh probably about four or five passwords and each of them have a different tier of difficulty. Like I'm adding in numbers or I'm capitalizing more things or adding in more special characters. Yeah. And so things like my bank account had, you know, 
it's top level security. Top tier security. One I, one one I've one run one it through one. Encryption, encryption codes three to different phases. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not that bad. You don't have. Well, I know there. It, yeah. Some people use those like Vault Keeper type. Like you just have to remember the one to that like site locker, you know, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And it knows all See, the passwords to everything else. I don't trust other I don't either. What if you forget that up? one? You're doomed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well my 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 the thing I hate the most is when you forget a password and you have to change it. Right. And now you're off cycle. Like three hundred and twelve are all this one password. And then three hundred and thirteen is this like black sheet password. And then you know in five months when you go back and you try to log in it's like, that's not it. That's not it. And so finally you figure it out and you go, I'm just going to change it back to this other one. And they're like, nope, you've used that one before. You can't use that one again. I'm like, you know what? Let me use the password I want to use. If that's my, how, uh, it's up. To, it's on me, right? Yeah. Virginia Tech, our password, you had to change. Every year you had to change it to something new. It couldn't be the same password. So I just kept duplicating the numbers I have, like sort of the end of my password. I just kind of duplicated it over and over again. What if it was so like I with like I end up with a string of numbers? Just like, what if it was like Landon Rocks O one for your freshman year, <laughs> Landon Rocks O two, yeah, for your sophomore year. That's that's basically you know. Did I just tell everyone your password? Oh, gosh, <laughs> I will say that at one time in my life, my password was Ham Rocks. Ham Rocks. Ham like you know oh, like the like a ham sandwich. Oh, ham. H A M Ham Rocks, but with just an, a big fan of pork back with then? an X. Oh, God. It's tricky. You who's gonna, told who's gonna crack? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't used that one in for. It doesn't exist anymore. Now there's. I got numbers and and weird squiggles and I think there's Tildies. some Sanskrit in there. Oh, nice. I know. It's next level. It is. It's next level. Password. I remember I used to. Uh, I was using a, a password with spacebar in it, like a space. And then uh, I was like, man, no one uses spaces in their password. And then. They started blocking it. Like you wouldn't, you couldn't use the spaces anymore. I didn't know you could do that. And so I had to stop using it. Because it's like two two passwords then. If you put a space exactly. in there, it was cool. <laughs> Not cool, but I thought it was. It's off on guard. Encrypted. I don't know. Anyway, okay. <laughs> off topic. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and say that that's a wrap for episode one of the Life of an Architect podcast. Uh, a big thank you to our new listeners, which I suppose everyone is a new listener at this point. Right? I mean, that seems to make sense. Uh, I, I should say that I'm extremely happy that you were here and grateful that you stuck around until the very end so you know what my old passwords used to be. Uh, so thanks. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. I expect that there's going to be a lot of changes between this episode and the next one. I don't know. Maybe I'll be replaced. Maybe Lan will be replaced. No. No one's going to oh, be replaced. God. And then the the last part, and this is something that I picked up from, and this will change over time, but this is the part of every podcast where I'm supposed to mention that if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and be sure to subscribe so that you get new episodes automatically downloaded to your phone. It's free, and all you have to do is hit subscribe in your podcast listening app. Hopefully while you're there, it would be super nice of you to leave us a rating as well. 11 That's, stars. 11. 11, yeah. please. That seems to, so out of the, all the podcasts I've been listening to, everybody says this, right? Go, go to, go subscribe and give us a rating. Mm -hmm. And I went and looked at them and everyone has an amazing podcast apparently because they all get five stars. Like there's no like 4.7. Like everyone's like, I have 39 
reviews and it's a five star rating. Or I have 137 stars. They're all five stars. It's all so, like grandmas. So come on, people. I don't have that many grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so, yeah. So go to go to like iTunes or something like that and you should be able to subscribe. I think I'll be able to figure out that technology between tonight when I'm recording this and, you know, Monday, this coming Monday when the site goes live or when the post goes live. So it'd be nice if you to leave us a rating. And be sure to visit the original lifeofanarchitect.com for show notes, links, info, photos from the episode. If you want to see what Landon's doodle sketch was, uh, it's beautiful. it'll be on there. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm already looking forward to the next time that we can get together and talk about whatever it is we decide to talk about. I know it'll be amazing. Thanks for listening. So cheers and have a great day. Welcome to the Life of an Architect pod. See, I've already screwed it up.